All right. Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I am Matt and I am missing my roomie. He is still on his way to Georgia. So I'm doing the intros to these WonderCon specials. This is going to be our third entry into our WonderCon 2019 series. Uh, We have some really good stuff to talk about today. We actually got to speak to a legend, Andy Kubert, as well as his daughter, who, mark my words, is going to be a legend. We also have special guest Rusty Glad, who knows the Kuberts. We'll let them explain that. You'll hear that in the interviews. But uh, let's lead in. We got uh, a couple cool things to talk about today, guys. This has been a really, really fun series for us. We had such a great time at WonderCon. We wonder if you guys did too. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at LaunchpadPod and on our website LaunchpadPod.com. Let us know. Were you guys at WonderCon? What did you see? What was cool? What was not? Uh, Did you see anybody cosplaying as handsome boys? Let us know and make sure you guys hit like and subscribe. Leave reviews. Those are really, really helpful for us and we love to see those. We have to give a big shout out to Jason Schachter. He runs Essential Sequential, which is an outfit that just reps all these great artists, Andy Kubert, Tim Sale. He helped us out with getting some of these interviews going. So Jason, Essential Sequential, thank you guys. You guys should check out his website at EssentialSequential.com. So guys, check out these really sweet interviews we got coming up on today's Launchpad Podcast. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. While we were at WonderCon, we were lucky enough to interview Emma Kubert. Now, she is, again, from a long line of artists. Her father is Andy Kubert. Her uncle is Adam Kubert. And she went to the Kubert School uh, to, to, to hone in her craft. And it was actually really cool to talk to her, literally another generation of artist. Uh, so check out what she feels, what she thinks. She's got a lot of cool stuff coming on. She actually drops... I'll say an exclusive, but she dropped some brand new news that she was very excited about during the interview. So check it out. All right. We're at WonderCon Anaheim 2019 Launchpad Podcast. We have a double feature here. We are here with Miss Emma Kubert in a family of artists. Tell us a little bit about you. Give us some of your background. All righty. I am the daughter of Andy Kubert, granddaughter of Joe Kubert. <laughs> and they make comic books, right? I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what they do. Um, I I would say I was always an artist, um, but I finally was serious about comic book art when I was 19 or 20 years old, and then that's when I went to the Kubert School. I graduated from the Kubert School last year. Yeah. Um, and I've Congratulations. been Thank you. <laughs> and I've been working as a comic book artist since then. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's super, super cool. Let me ask you. You said you've always been an artist. Uh-huh. Do you feel, is it a nature versus nurture situation where, either your family was all artists or you think it was like literally in your blood something that you were gonna do no matter who was your family? I honestly, I would probably say nurture, but here's the thing: is that I was never pressured to be sure. in this business. Like my brother's not an artist. Um, there's a lot of family members that aren't artists. 
when you look up to someone who is successful at what they love and what I love is drawing, you know, you connect the dots. That's, sure. that's exactly yeah. what yeah. you want to do. So. And you seem pretty happy because we've been here all day. <laughs> it is towards the end of the day, and you are the only person who, every time I've looked at you today, have a big smile oh on the whole God, day. Oh, my God, really? Because yes. I think it's just stuck there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think my face just froze that way. <laughs> well, but. you just told us that you had some cool news. What is, what oh, is your cool news? My cool news is yesterday. I just got the okay to tell everyone that I am working on DC Superhero Girls, which is kind of like, you know, eight-year-old Emma's dream come true to work on like a cartoon comic. Oh, that is so cool, though. <laughs> and this is yeah. like fresh off the press news you just found out yesterday? Yes, I just found out yesterday. I got the okay to tell people. So, so you're going to be drawing for what kind of stories or what kind of characters are you going to be drawing? It is a digital series, so I will be drawing it all digitally. I'm usually a traditional artist, but I do digital as well. Um, it has to do with the DC Superhero Girls reboot. So it has Batgirl, Wonder Woman, Jessica Cruz, um, there's Bumblebee, there's Zatanna, and there is one more Supergirl. <laughs> and That's incredible. It's it's just kind of like like a it is a dream come true, really. How cool is that though? It is super cool. Do you know who's writing yet? I don't. I don't know. I haven't got the script yet. I just got the news to tell people. Oh, that's so great, though. <laughs> How exciting. Congratulations on, like, getting to say, I got my dream job, and yeah, here we go. thank you. But honestly, I create new dreams. So, like, I got this, and now I'm, like, I'm on to the next thing. That's I'm on so to awesome. Moving up. <laughs> what a fun, po peppy, positive person. Like, this is not how your dad's interview went at all. Oh, really? Was, oh, rah, rah, rah. No, no. <laughs> you know, he was actually pretty happy. I can kind of see the personality there. <laughs> you are no stranger to big character names like Supergirl, Batgirl, Bat uh, Katana, you said. Uh, I'm looking right now at all of the female heroines in front of a large Darth Vader it's, I mean, your artwork is really, really awesome, and it's very distinct. What kind of characters or what characters specifically do you like to draw? Well, my favorite character is Batgirl. That's, like, that's a definite thing. And my favorite character is Batgirl because, well, I found that in my family, they each don't tackle the one before them. So it's like my dad doesn't really draw Hawkman. I don't really want to draw Batman. Mm -hmm. But it's like... The ones before us with a twist, mm. that girl. Sure. <laughs> right. It's like one. So. It's like cousin, like one step removed. Kind yeah, of deal. exactly. It's like you find your own niche in this world, and and I really like the female. <laughs> I really like the female superheroes. Do you need, do you need us to move? <laughs> <laughs> Some um, covert shit happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> he made it. <laughs> uh, no, you're good. <laughs> That's my boyfriend, by the way. This is oh. Rusty. Hey, Rusty. He What's graduated on? with me, and he's also a comic book artist. <laughs> so you guys both graduated from the Cooper School? Yes. And what kind of stuff, like, where do you start when you go to, go to a school like that? How do they get you started? Oh, man. When you start, it's basically the first year, they tear you down. They tell you what you already know. They're going to... They're just going to wipe that away and teach you the basics. You go to your second year, they give you a ton of assignments so that, you know, you get your basics down, and then... <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Rusty Glad said, 
You know the quote, you must unlearn what you have learned. Yes. <laughs> and then you go to third year where you build your portfolio to show the world. And even then you're not ready because you're an artist. You're always learning. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And do you still feel like you're learning now, even now? Yeah. What's What's your main <laughs> thing that you're focusing on? What's your next technique that you're trying to get? Um, well, actually, just recently, before I came to the convention, I actually wasn't really into like a lot of uh, rendering and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I always liked a more graphic style. Like while I was in school, my dad was working on Dark Knight, and that's a very you know Frank Miller esque sure. shadows, yeah, brooding, all that kind of stuff. But so that's kind of what I was influenced and what I learned from as I was going through school. But now I'm kind of exploring different styles. I'm exploring different rendering techniques. The whole shebang. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> and she, she motioned with her hand to show us how big the shebang was. It was pretty big. It wasn't like the whole <laughs> shebang. <laughs> when you're not working, do you read comics? Sometimes, but I'm really always working or I'm eating or sleeping. So, <laughs> 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 like, I have, like unfinished comics under my bed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't we all? <laughs> As the daughter of Andy. Yeah. The niece of Adam. Yes. And the granddaughter of Joe. That's a triangle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Was there a pressure in going to that school as opposed to this art school or that art school? Honestly, I would say, like, I put the pressure on myself, but... Growing up, a lot of kids who go to that school don't really know what they're getting themselves into. And I knew exactly what I would oh, be okay. getting myself into. And that's actually why after high school, I went to college first. And then I went to the Kubert School just because I knew I needed to get away, step back and like mature a bit and really just be like, all right, now I'm ready to buckle down and do this. <laughs> It sounds like a woman with a plan, right? Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> Thought this out. I that's pretty, that, pretty cool. That yeah. is what I was thinking. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, where can we keep up with you on social media or websites? I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, probably mostly. Facebook is a big one as well. And other social medias, I'd, I'm not sure. <laughs> and I'm probably there. <laughs> is there anything else aside from Superhero Girls that we can keep an eye out for you that will, might be released sooner in the future? Um, well, I contributed to a, a variant cover for the Airboy Kickstarter. So that was like a big thing. Um, I did my own Kickstarter, Willowbrook, before that. Tell people about Willowbrook. Give them a little bit of that. This cover is beautiful. It's very, oh, thank you. very painterly. It looks has yeah. has a very um, let's see watercolor style to it. But uh, tell us about a little bit about Willowbrook. It was all done in watercolor. I came up with the whole concept. Um, I did all of the art for it, and uh, Rusty Glad wrote the dialogue for it. So. I've heard of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to him. We'll get to him in one second. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Emma. We really appreciate you coming on the Launchpad podcast. Guys, Launchpad pod here at WonderCon in Anaheim 2019. Emma, thank you so much. We really appreciate thank you taking the time. Thank you. So cool to talk with someone like Emma. She was just as passionate about her work as we are about 
our work and our work. It was really cool to see someone who was like so optimistic and bright eyed and having such a fun time. So thank you, Emma. It was a lot of fun hanging out. We, we hung out at this table with those two Cuberts and Emma's boyfriend, Rusty Glad, was sitting next to them. And he has a totally different artistic style and uh, brought some other stuff to the table that was different than what Emma and Andy were doing. So check out his interview. All right, Launchpad Podcast here at WonderCon Anaheim 2019. Matt, who do we have? Well, we are just working our way down, what is this, D, D row here? We are interviewing none other than Mr. Rusty Glad. Uh, he is sitting next to Emma Kubert, who is sitting next to Andy Kubert. And it's funny because now Emma is taking a picture of us interviewing you, and we were interviewing Emma. Andy was taking a picture of us interviewing her. I actually got a snapshot of you interviewing Emma as well from a different angle. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you right now, our next interview is like literally across the building. You, to keep this chain up, you have to follow us to take a picture of who we interview next. So That's a lot of pressure. As long buddy. as you're ready. <laughs> well, speaking of pressure, uh, you are a comic book artist. You are currently dating Emma Kubert. Yes. And you went to the Kubert School. I did. Of which Emma is a legacy. She is. It, she it, is indeed. Was that, was any of that, or is any of that tough or or nerve-wracking, or does it put pressure on you as far as, not only a boyfriend, I guess, but also as an artist? When, all right. Well, let's, let's, let's start here. Oh, there's beard <laughs> scratching. We're going back. When Emma and I first started seeing each other, it was in our uh, second year of school, where we had as a teacher none other than her father. Is this a frigging sitcom? <laughs> so, we would be sitting in the classroom okay. during lunch, you know, eating, waiting for class to start, because two classes a day. And then uh, Andy would come in early, and he would sit down, and he would just stare at me. <laughs> and on top of, you know, the, the pressure I'm putting on myself of dating Emma, I, I wasn't concerned about that. She's a wonderful girl. <laughs> it was, there was no pressure. It, it's easy with Emma. But just to have someone who you do admire as an artist also uh, stare you down and intimidate you as the father of someone you care very much about. Sure. What were we talking about? I'm so, sorry. I, I got distracted. <laughs> well, let me so ask this. I went back in time Were you there. guys the same year in school? We were the same year, yeah. We sat together all three years. Was it secret? It was not secret. Just from the get-go, you were like, F this, we'll just tell everyone? I'm not sure if we immediately told people, but I think they could put two and two together. How do you think that... Well, I guess not how do you think. Do you think that has impacted not only your schooling in art, but you as an artist? Yes. Uh, <laughs> How do you think, for better or worse? How do I think? Um, well, on the outside, when someone first meets a Cubert, whether it's Emma or her brother even, uh, Sam, who's not uh, an artist, he's sure. still somewhat in comics, you might think that they are insane. What? <laughs> I don't know if you hear that, but Emma, Emma sitting next to him just yelled out, what? And I say that not about, like, personality or anything. They're all wonderful people, loving people and very supportive people, but they are all the most ambitious people that you may ever speak to. Sure. Uh, Emma has always said that she's a Slytherin, and it is, it is very, very true. Is that true? <laughs> what are you? She's are you, wearing green right now. What, what are you, I'm a Gryffindor. You're a Gryffindor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gryffindor so, all the yeah. way. Speaking to that ambition, what are some of your ambitions in comics? When, when you set out to become a comic book artist, what are some of the things that you want to aspire to? First and foremost, generally, I would like to be a penciler. Okay. And second most, as far as like dream projects or characters, 
I would very, very, very much want to be involved in Star Wars, and you just turned the I page. I just turned oh. into a beautiful double, <laughs> double page splash. Rumi's going back to. Sorry, sorry. This is, is it oh, cool. the previous one. This is my creator own, which is another end of what I'm interested in. Is you know. They always used to say there's two types of artists that go to the Kubert School, those who want to do mainstream stuff and those who want to do their own stuff. And for me, I am interested in pursuing my own stories as well as doing something amazing like Star Wars. In a galaxy a long time ago. That's, wow. That's super cool, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm just looking at this picture. Sorry, we're, we're, we're stunned at this, so we're watching. It's a huge spread of a giant battle scene. There's so much going on, on in every corner of this page. It, yep, it, it, you got Balatik talking to the... Th this is a sequel, by the way, everybody. I, I don't know how everyone stands on the sequels, but... <laughs> they're fine. That's my opinion. They're fine. They're I mean, fine. I'm, they're fine. There's more Star Wars, guys. That's what's yeah. important. Yeah, I agree with that. That's the best way to say it. We'll say I'm not mad like when I came out of the prequels and was like, what, sure. what just happened? I was like young and angry. Like, yeah, that's not a good way to leave a no, Star Wars movie. No. You These broke movies my toys. left me being happy. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I, yes. I was very happy with everything that well, happened. Tell, yeah, hey, Rusty, tell us a little bit more about what we, have going, Wars, on. Yeah. what we have going on here. This was actually an assignment for the Cuba School. It was in third year, and it didn't have to be this big, but the project was 50 people. You had to create Whoa, an illustration wow. with 50 figures on it. And I don't know if you can count them. I don't know if they add up to 50, but it, it convincingly looks like a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It's a huge battle scene. Now, is this a fictional battle scene, or is this one from uh, Force Awakens? Well, it's inspired by the battle scene uh, at Maz's palace in Force Awakens, mm -hmm. yes. So you got TIE fighters flying around. X-Wings, everything. Stormtroopers dying. Chewie's lifting a giant piece of rubble. I had traitor, fun doing it. I see the yep. traitor right traitor here. Yeah. Finn. Traitor, yep. Yeah. The spin move guy. Kylo, Kylo Ren in the over distance. There. We've got some yep. of the newer walkers prowling around. There's X-Wings and TIE fighters battling in the sky. I'm going to give you 50 people. I didn't count. <laughs> well, this guy he looks dead. Do they have to be alive or no. is it just No, people? and I think Figures. I also Mandalorian managed to helmet. get away with counting you know, some of the fighters in, in the yeah, sky. Those are people. piloted extensively. They're piloted. Right? <laughs> There's a person somewhere in there. Did you do well in this assignment? I, uh, there might be a grade on the back. I don't know. <laughs> There's not a grade on the back. I think I did well. I would well. give you an A. I graduated, so. <laughs> oh, okay, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. You can get held back. But yeah. I'd say A. I would laugh so hard if he pulled it out. He's like, eh, I got a B minus. It's like, what? <laughs> well, he probably so held good. it up and he saw that and then didn't. He put it back in without telling me what the grade was. That's really cool, man. Thank you. As an artist, what other art or artist's work inspires you? Well, I actually was talking to someone. I was in line waiting to talk to an IDW editor, and people were asking me this question. I feel like the people I look at the most are, unfortunately, those who aren't around anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of my large influences, uh, again, coming off Star Wars, is Al Williamson, who is fantastic, black and white stuff. Alex Raymond is big. Uh, I would say as far as recent people who have passed, Darwin Cook is huge. How could you not love Darwin Cook? Sure. People in the industry now, uh, that guy over there. He's, he's motioning to Andy Kubert. <laughs> yeah. That guy? That, that, that guy over the there. Guy, the, the one who's Sarah signing. guy? <laughs> yeah. Andy himself is an inspiration. Some of my instructors at the school, like Tom Mandrake, was 
a very great teacher oh, for me. I think he's super underrated. He is fantastic. He's one of those like I'll I'll open up a book like I'm, I'm a big trade guy. I'll open up a trade and see his work in there. And I'm like fuck. I just made out by yeah. getting extra art in there. Yeah, it's Tom Mandrake stuff is phenomenal. It's like creepy and eerie stuff from yeah. back in the day. It's very very good. Super cool. I'm a big fan of him. Tony Moore, who I maybe met once, but a lot of good creators out there, you know? Yeah. You got to pick from the best if you want to be among them, so. It's a good time to pick from creators, because I feel like there's a lot that aren't up to snuff, but there's tons that are great, and yeah. there's, I guess, we're fans. I don't consider myself a student at all, at all, but I would think that you would have so much to, like, look up to and learn from, from yes. that, you know what I mean? If you, I feel like you kind of see a page that I would see, but you see it as, like, the green matrix code. Like, you can see it, you know? Yes. That, Did they teach you that at the school? Yeah. Again, Keanu Reeves came in. over there, basically. <laughs> uh, they, they broke things down, you know? The, it's about storytelling, following the eye, negative space. All this sounds like mumbo-jumbo, especially when even when you're first at the school. It's just like they're speaking a different language. <laughs> but if you write it down... <laughs> sure. And then you keep practicing and practicing, eventually you understand what they mean by all of this, you know? So, Rusty, tell people, tell our audience, what are some of your personal projects and where can people keep up with you? Well, my personal project, I saw you looking at my banner there yeah. where uh, his name's G-Man, simple enough. He's got a big G on his helmet and a G on his shirt. He's G-Man. And he's having a bit of a sword fight with the Headless Horseman, whose head he plucked off his body. Yeah, G-Man is holding the G -Man head. G-Man is holding the head. Baller. And uh, G-Man, I would say he is kind of a funny James Bond from Jersey. He's, <laughs> Go he's on. someone who looked at his life one day and didn't like himself, so he left. And he was able to do this because of uh, another character he met, the man. His name's Colonel Man. So G-Man works for the man. Okay. <laughs> he is a G-Man. He's a government agent, basically. And he investigates the paranormal. The helmet represents both his tinfoil hat and his security blanket. <laughs> it's the only identity he has because who he was before he was G-Man, he was not happy with. And he's trying to be better. That's funny. He's also standing on the back of, is it a pickup truck or oh, a Camaro? Oh, that's an El Camino right yeah, here. Yeah, an El Camino, I was going to say. <laughs> and we yeah. have a little Camino on the table. That's yep. super fun. Um, I'm looking at this page you drew where it seems like G-Man on a G-Boat is fighting a giant Kraken. That is the Kraken, yes. Oh, it's it's a really cool page, lots of texture, really cool boat, really cool composition action, just just a very overall very awesome page. So where can people find G-Man? You could probably catch a couple glimpses of him on my Instagram. I'm Rusty Glad on Instagram. And with two Ds, Glad with two, two Ds, Ds right? Glad with two Ds, yes. Um, and then what, what about, do you have other social media platforms as well, or you just stick to Instagram? Well, I have Instagram, and I usually cross-post to Facebook, sometimes Twitter. And then I have more of a professional-looking portfolio on Behance, which also, if you look up Rusty Glad, the Behance link is the like, first thing on Google, I hope. Very cool, man. Well, Rusty, thank you so much for coming on the Launchpad Pod. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, guys. Definitely some cool stuff kicking around there. His Star Wars page was super, super cool, and there was just so much detail in it. You could tell that he, not only as an artist, but as a Star Wars nerd, tried to get so much into that that double page. It was so cool. Rusty, thanks for coming on the show, man. That was fun. All right, guys, we are very excited to present this interview to you because not only is 
Andy Kubert, one of the, the, I would say like a legend of our time. He's worked on everything you can think of under the sun, right? He's done Batman. He's done Predator. He's done Batman vs. Predator. He's done a ton of X-Men stuff. He is a brother of a comic book artist, the son of a comic book artist, part of the Kubert School, which is a huge school that we will talk about a little bit more on the interview. He, I mean, he really is a legend. And furthermore, he's someone that I know from my childhood. I actually knew his name when I was young, even though I wasn't a huge comic guy, because he did uh, Batman vs. Predator. And we talk a little bit about that and some other stuff, but uh, he was a, just a really fun guy to bullshit with. So check it out. Andy Kubert at WonderCon 2019. All right, Launchpad Podcast here at Anaheim WonderCon 2019. We are here with a legend. We are here with Mr. Andy Kubert. Thank you so much for taking a couple minutes to chat with us. Uh, we've been here since the get-go. You were here before us, and every time we swung by your table, we saw you writing, we saw you drawing, we saw you just busy, busy, busy. Has this been a good con for you so far? Uh, yeah, it's been <laughs> extremely busy, but, but this convention, as you move through it, it's not like so jam-packed you can't move. You sure. know, there's air, there's spaces to, to maneuver. You know, it's actually been great. It's been very nice, very, very nice. Time. This is one of my favorite cons to go to for that exact reason. Because, I mean, there's legends, there's people to meet, there's stuff to do. But it's a little bit more palpable than uh, San Diego. You could, like you said, breathe. I think is the most important thing. San right? Diego or New York, New York Comic Con gets sure. ex- extremely packed. Now this one was great, but we had, I mean, the signing times and the signing thing was uh, very nice, very steady. Fans are great here. Uh, my wife and I, we just moved out here to Southern California okay. over this last summer. And uh, welcome. We, we, thank you, thank you. We live in LA. <laughs> Uh, absolutely love it. Love it here. I don't miss the winters back east at all. Miss family and friends back Where there. Where are you back east? We were in New Jersey. Northern okay, New Jersey. I'm yeah. from Long Island originally, but I've been out here for quite some time now. Um, well, welcome. Welcome to Southern California. Um, you guys know Mr. Kubert's work from any one of, what, a billion titles, a billion things that you've done. You've done, I mean, X-Men up the wazoo. You've done every type of X-Men that there could be. Um... Like, with ridiculous. You've been all over the map. The thing that we most remember you for is Batman vs. Predator. That is a book that I know for me personally, that was one of the few books that I had start to finish the entire series. I mean, I could tell you panel by panel what's happening. I love it, and I'm lucky enough after the last couple of years to own a page from that book that you penciled. What was it like working, I'm going to say, with three, four huge icons? You had Batman, you had Predator, you had your brother, and you had... Uh, Dave Gibbons. That's a, I mean, that's, there's a lot going on in that book. Now, I think I drew that back in 1988. Was that I think think it at least released in 91, 92. So it was in that area. Well, when I had started, I was just pretty much breaking into the business. Mm -hmm. So for Adam and I, it was like our, one of our first actually really big gigs Sure. uh, to work with Dave Gibbons on it. That was just coming off a Watchmen. That was that was the legendary guy, you know. That, sure. that was the big thing. The other thing was, you know, I always loved Batman, wanted to draw Batman. Predator, big fan of the Predator movie, especially the first one. Okay. Um, and the second one. I, every, a lot of people don't like the second one. I like oh, it. Oh, uh, so I, good. I loved it. Really I, doesn't, I, I, don't, like I like it. I'm, about, I'm bad all about it. I thought you didn't like the first one. No, I love, oh, the, okay, I love both of them. What really? are you talking oh, about? I'm just making it. sure. Okay. I, I got to tell you, I've gone to see all the 
Predator, Predator versus Aliens. I yeah. love them. Yeah. Even the last fun, one, right? that even was if they're shitty, they're fun. Oh, uh, the Shane Black one that I that was I fun. Loved it. I laughed. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I took it for what it was. I, I, I had a good time. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to work on that series was daunting in the least because we had such tight deadlines on that. We had to get that book done from what, and this is a long time ago, and I'm trying to remember. Sure. We had to get that book done at a certain schedule because they were releasing Predator 2. Oh, and if, man. Oh. It, it, we couldn't release it. Dark Horse couldn't release it if Predator 2 came out first. I mean, they couldn't release it for a while. I see. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. So we rushed over a summer, and I remember I drew 10 pages a week of that stuff all through the summer, and I melted big time. Oh. And same with Adam. I mean, we really busted our butts on that thing. Yeah. Paid off in the long run. I mean, yeah. it sold phenomenally well. Uh, it was great to work with Dave on it. Uh, I even got to meet him a couple times. You know, it was very nice. Very sweet, man. And uh, I don't know, man. It's that, and that book also got me onto the X-Men books. Because when I was up at Marvel, I was showing then X-Men editor Bob Harris those mm -hmm. pages. I would just walk into his office and show them to him. And he liked them, and he offered me work off that, like uh, on X Factor. Oh, that's oh. so cool! Yeah. Well, that you're able to just bounce from that to that. So, since you are a fan of the Predator, can we ask you a nerdy question? Before you do that, I just <laughs> I do have to mention this, and you okay. hold hold that thought. Okay. And this is a a fact that, and I think I'm remembering it straight. And if it comes up, I hope somebody will correct us on it. But I think Mike Mignola was supposed to draw that series first and couldn't do it. For I know he did reason. a cover or a, a pinup for he did it a that's pin in the gallery. But I think he was, he was scheduled to do it first. But then he, for whatever reason, I wasn't sure. He couldn't do it. But I tell you, he would have blown me away on that series. Oh, you know, he would have. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's iconic. He's great. He would have blown me away. And I, the guy's phenomenal. He would have done a great job on it. But I, but I am very thankful he didn't do it. Because <laughs> I, I love to do I'm, I'm glad he, I, know, I could do think it. Think about how, like, but literally... That little drop in the bucket, that flashpoint moment, would have changed both of your careers to a certain extent, true, right? Because you would true. have taken a lot of different roads. That's right. Before we get off the book, you have Dave Gibbons, who we've talked to specifically about that book, and he knows and loves both those characters so much, and I think that's apparent in the book. Your guys', your bro you and your brother's drawings, I mean, the, the illustration definitely shows that you know those characters, and even more so, you know the world that they live in. Because I remember as a kid, I mean, I don't know, in 91, I was like 10, 11 years old. I remember reading that and being like, this could happen. You know what I mean? Like the, that crossover made sense. And the way that you guys visualize Gotham and the people in Gotham and the buildings. I remember the, 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 the scene where there's a model and there's a model of Gotham City and it's covered in blood from one of the Predator murders. And I remember understanding like... That analogy, that visual analogy as a kid. And I feel that you guys just got such a, you, you got the vibe of those two characters and the world. Can you speak a little bit to that, like where you drew your influence as far as the characters ago or the designs for them? <laughs> I got I to tell you, I think because the deadlines were so tight on it. Just busting. I just went and I just did it. You know, that was it. I didn't think about it. I just went ahead and just started drawing it. I Like now when I'm on a project, I really think out what I'm going to do. And, sure, sure. And, uh, you know, styles and approaches and storytelling things. That, I just went and did it because I was so tight on deadlines. Plus, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Starting out, you know, my <laughs> career. You know, and it was a big project. So, did no, you no, think, no, there was no thought to it. Did you think you knew what you were doing then or were you like, oh, shit, I don't know what I'm doing? I didn't even have time to think yeah. about that. I, I just, really, I, I remember just doing, I had just gotten married. 
That was my bit, first big project. I remember telling my wife, we can't go anywhere. I mean, this summer. Oh, We're no. just staying right here. You know. Well, let's do this then. As a fan of The Predator, what about that character appeals to you, just in general? From the movies, from the books, I or anything? What, why do you like The Predator? The design of him and his face. So phenomenal. And I loved the first movie. I yeah. absolutely adored it. So good. If you remember, okay, at the end of credits of the first movie, one of the characters, when they rolled the credits and yep. they have the characters, one was reading the Sergeant, Sergeant Rock. Rock comic. That yeah. was my com that was my first Sergeant Rock comic. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, how cool. And that, that was Shane Black too. That was Shane Black reading that comic. That was him reading mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but that was at a time when Arnold Schwarzenegger, here's another fact, was looking to play Sergeant Rock in a movie. Yep. So that's where it all came in. How cool yeah. is that? So crazy. Well, since you've written so many other characters since then, like we mentioned, X-Men, and since you've done The Predator, who would you love to draw The Predator against if you were able to get on another Predator versus project? Who would you love to see The Predator fighter get to draw The Predator fighter? Punisher would be awesome. Yes. Punisher would be phenomenal. Uh, anybody, I think... If you have somebody that has superpowers, I don't know how that would play, you know, mm -hmm. like a, a Superman or something like that. Uh, but somebody that, like a Punisher that has street smarts and skills like that would be would be key. Punisher would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, there was a Tarzan versus Predator. I know you guys sure. saw that one, too. You know, that Tarzan. was awesome, too. Yeah. So, something with more real, realism to it. Mm -hmm. Are you cool. a big uh, fan of the Predator comics? Have you read a bunch of the books? Way back when. Before, yeah. you know, I got the Chris Warner stuff, you know, before I even started. Yeah. That's when I was actually a big horror and monster nerd before I was a comic nerd. So I was more into the Dark Horse books, all those Predator and Alien franchises oh, okay. way before. I Because I wanted to read that. I didn't know care about superheroes yet. Batman vs. Predator was really the, the one thing that I had the whole way through. I was like, oh, I care about, I care about what's going on in these. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's just amazing. Um, what do you think? You, you know Wolverine in and out. Wolverine would What be about awesome the two too. of them? What, Wolver where's well, yeah, your money that, on that fight? This is, this is where I get the con... Fog here. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Wolverine would be awesome on there. Who, who would you put your money on? Uh, probably Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. I would that's say Wolverine. We think. Absolutely. <laughs> we we've had an extensive uh, episode where we were like Predator versus Jason Voorhees, Predator versus the Punisher, Predator versus Spider Man. Like we were trying to Daredevil, figure all yeah. these out. Daredevil. I mean, it's such a fun character to pit against people because he literally is made for the versus format. So you guys are like really big Predator fans. Huge, huge, huge. <laughs> really? like, okay. like, and you sit around huge. like, and you think about like, yeah. hey, who can we pit this character against? We're big really nerd cool? fans about any nerd <laughs> bullshit, but we like the Predator enough that we, yeah, we did a whole, I think That's we did cool. an episode before that that had was about the Predator, and yeah. then we were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if he fought him? Wouldn't it be cool if he fought him? And we just went back and forth. Right. The oh, way we always cool, do man. stuff is like, we don't, we don't do homework together. We do it separate. So when I pitch, Dare, you know, he pitched Daredevil versus Predator. That's the first time I'm hearing it on the episode, and we just kind of shoot holes through each other's arguments and talk about the coolest panels that we could see. So, you know, if you're ever like, damn, I wish someone would give me a great fight to draw, please call us, because we've already done <laughs> yeah, a actually, bunch of just, homework. Just saying Wolverine and Predator, that's, that's, a, that's a given. You know? Right? And right? That would be, that would be awesome. Fight. You, could, you could last that over three or four issues, no problem. I'll draw I mean, it. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here if first. If DC would let me, I doubt that happened. Right? No. <laughs> so, since you did the X-Men, there's so many different characters there and so many uh, intricate characters. Which is your favorite X-Men to draw? Did you have one that really came out easy that you Gambit loved? Was, Gambit? Gambit was a lot of fun to draw. Very yeah. cool. Gambit Wolverine was a blast. Cyclops, Jean Grey, Bosses. I mean, they were really, they were really very... Easy. They just came out the end of the pencil, you know? Great. They were, they were a blast to do. I lived with them for six years. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which which was the hardest X Men to draw? Was there somebody that I knew you would ask me that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, there's always one because it's like people say Spawn. It's like well, once you draw his costume, you're like, well, now I got to draw it's the cape. Oh, cape. now I got to draw the chains. Yeah, I want to say Mister Sinister was kind of on a tough side for me. He had a lot uh, of components. Yeah, he had a lot of components, and I'm trying to remember. Right, he was he was kind of yeah. Any characters that got that has a lot of gimmick tree on them yeah. and a lot of design stuff. Extra and, pockets. And yeah. Extra. <laughs> extra you were there po- for the pocket. A- actually, era. some of the pockets, that, you know, th- those are all the Jim Jim Lee designs. I love them, man. Yeah. I really they love them. They look great, them. and that's and our do. childhood. That, that's what we think about. Yeah. I don't know about the heyday, but that's like our golden age of comics. Almost was that that time frame. Are there any characters that? you relate to personally that like now when you see them either in movies or TV or other artists or other um, writers doing them where your, your heart is kind of in those stories or in those characters because of your six years with them? With the X-Men? Mm, I tell you, when uh, which X-Men movie was it? When they touched on the origin and all that stuff? I forget mm-hmm. which one it was. First X- Class. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, so. yeah, 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 that yeah. was a good one. That was kind of cool. But I tell you, I know you're talking about X-Men and everything. I went and saw the Shazam movie. This mm-hmm. past Thursday, yeah. yeah, I went to the premiere here. They used three characters that Jeff and I created, you know, from Flashpoint in there. Three of the kid characters. How cool! It, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. That was really neat to see. It was did just, you know going into it that that was in there? Yeah, I did, but I didn't see him. I mean, oh, that was the sure. first time I saw the, mo- the film. Oh, how yeah. cool! And the film was awesome. The film was great. Loved yeah? it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. So the, we do a, a little spot on the show called "What Have You Been Watching?" So that was a "What Have You Been Watching?" with Andy Kubert. Go see Shazam. <laughs> Shazam was great. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it it was a real really lot of fun. fun. Oh, and yeah. it seems like it's a character that I don't necessarily like have a feeling about already. So they can't mess it up, knock on wood. Like, they can't offend me. They can't hurt me as a fan, you know? This is one of the first superhero movies that I actually sat there and laughed out loud, you know? Oh, how fun. Yeah. Oh, I think we need that right now. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was just a lot of fun. You could bring kids, little kids to go see it. It was, I really enjoyed it, you know? It was really great. Well, you heard it here first with Andy Kubert at WonderCon 2019. Yeah, I got one more thing. So what are you working on next, and where can people keep up with you? Okay. I am working on right now the Superman books that directly go to Walmart that eventually are going to go into the direct market. Okay. Uh, Tom King is writing those. Um, it's a phenomenal story. I love drawing it. And uh, I don't know how many people in this convention have seen it because it goes right to Walmart, but uh, they'll be in the direct market soon. And then I got scheduled to have another project with Frank Miller. We're going to work with... Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman, and World War II characters, Sergeant Rock, oh. and throwing a couple others. So we, we didn't even talk about the up. rest of your Batman DC stuff. Do, we could, do you have like the rest of the night? Because we could talk to you for like six hours. There's so much stuff. Even we would never even talk about movies. We stopped talking about you. Let talk me about get a movies. beer first, and we'll come back. And we'll go, let's go get the beer. We'll <laughs> okay. take you for a beer. Oh, man. Uh, you, you've done so much. Uh, where can we follow you? Where can we keep a present? You have online... Uh, uh, social media or your website or anything like that? I'm sorry, man. I don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. That's why it was so hard to get this interview. No, I know. I have so much work to do. I, I, I'm not on the computer all that much. I read the news and that's about it. You know? There you go. I, I, really, I really don't mess around on the it. The only reason I do social media is because he makes me for the show. Otherwise, <laughs> well, this, is, this is your livelihood. Yeah, you this, is this, is, this is the fun yeah. stuff. For oh. sure. Launchpad Podcast at WonderCon 2019. Thank you so much. Oh, really appreciate you guys. it. Thank you so much, Andy. Nice meeting you guys, This too. has been yeah, great. Nice meeting you guys. We had such a good time bullshitting with him. He actually signed the Batman vs. Predator trade paperback that we bought 
for our friend of the show, Zeb Wells. And uh, that was like shenanigans. He did change the name that because I bought my uh, Batman vs. Predator page secondhand. So Andy Kubert was good enough to change the name that it was addressed to. He crossed out the old name and wrote my name. And he was like such a good sport about it. And I think he was having just as much fun as we were at WonderCon. So it was a really, really great interview. Thank you so much, Mr. Kubert. Uh, we would love to have you on again. There's only a million other things that we could talk to this guy about. So this has been the third installment of the Launchpad Podcast's visit to WonderCon 2019. We still have more to come, you guys. We have an interview with Jerry Duggan, who has done some amazing stuff. He's got Conan back into the Marvel Universe, and he's going to get him actually on a bitchin' Avengers team. Uh, He's also done some sweet Deadpool stuff and a thousand other things. We also are going to talk to none other than Batman himself, Kevin Conroy. So keep it tuned right here to the Launchpad Podcast. We got those episodes coming real soon. Uh, In the meantime, guys, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Launchpad Pod. And you can visit us at our website, launchpadpod.com. Please like, subscribe, leave reviews. Those are actually super helpful for us. And we just love reading that stuff because you guys crack us up. So please do that. It's good for us. Again, thanks to Essential Sequential and Jason Schachter. You can visit their website at Essential Sequential and see a bunch of really great art by some real huge artists. We've got some fresh stuff coming for you soon. We have some good episodes in the can already, as well as we're preparing some fun stuff for over the summer. So keep it tuned right here to the Launchpad Podcast. Uh, I am Matt, and I am out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero.